we are live, apparently. Um, we'll, we'll see how this goes. Uh, Michael, maybe if you wanna, wanna check and see if we're actually in fact live, uh, I'll, I'll talk with folks while you're poking around oh, yeah. the interwebs. Yeah, um, it's, uh, it's live on, um... <laughs> oh, this is so cool. It's on- <laughs> You're watching yourself? Yeah, but it's, um, it's adding captions too. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's a weird world we live in. I actually, I was trying to do captions for all the other videos and uh, YouTube like auto does them, but I wanted to go through and correct it. And my my eyes are not like, cannot stand 40, 50 minute interviews with like captions. I gave up last night, like five minutes left. I might try and do it again, but um, we'll see. Um, so anyway, while, while you're checking that stuff and sharing it across the internet, uh, I just want to say hi to everybody that's joining us right now or anybody that watches this later. Uh, this is one session in what I hope will be many of the Our New Normal uh, series. It's part of the Tofu Talks uh, sessions, I guess. And for this series, I just kind of wanted to give people sort of a snapshot of different parts of the world and what people are dealing with uh, in their parts of the world around the COVID-19 pandemic. So today I have a, a longtime friend with me coming from, well, I'm not gonna say, cause one of my questions is where are you now? Oh, <laughs> even though even though it says right there. Um, but first of all, what it doesn't say is um, who are you? Can, you? can you introduce yourself? Sure, I am Michael Heron. I'm a um, musician and a composer and a, teacher and a performance artist and a podcaster. And I live in a place that will be revealed at a later question. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna try and like cover up the banner, but it's not working. It doesn't work um, for end. But okay, so well, the next question is, uh, where are you now? Drum roll. <laughs> I'm in New York City, I live in Brooklyn. Okay, um, so New York City, what, um? What sort of measures are in place in your area and uh, how are people complying with them? Um, so we're ba like uh, essential workers are the only people who are working right now. Um, restaurants, I, I feel like this is basically what's happening in the United States in general at this point. Restaurants are open only for to go. Um, yeah, oh, it's so funny that now I'm like, oh, you know, it's just how it is now. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, that's yep. it. like I, that. It, schools are closed. I'm teaching. I'm a music teacher, and I'm teaching uh, piano lessons from home on Zoom, like a lot of people. And yeah, what did I leave out? Did I leave out anything about how it's? Um, well, I mean, you so far what restaurants are closed or restaurants are delivery businesses are all closed. I think when we last talked, um, it was just kind of slipping in because I think you had just like, literally when we were talking for your podcast, uh, someone had written you to cancel a session and we were talking about how maybe you'd be able to do it online. So I guess obviously you've started to do that and now that's just normal to you. Yeah. Like, I like how you were like, well, yeah, it's just, you know, everything shut down and the city's kind of empty. like like everywhere else because that's normal <laughs> yeah it's uh, it's the, the weird has been my catchphrase for this whole thing i guess it's not a phrase my catch word yeah um, it's because that now i'm like oh yeah i guess that's also weird like the whole situation is weird now it's weird that i'm like 
it's starting to feel normal. It's true because I mean, for me, like uh, here in Vietnam, we've been dealing with some set of restrictions or like travel uh, travel rules or whatever since probably mid or early January. Um, and so, I mean, like schools closed in January. There are actually um, two provinces in the country, I think, that recently started opening up the schools now, but only like certain grades. I'm not sure how they made the decision of what grades um, and like limited classroom population and stuff. But yeah, so like a lot of these things have just been in place for a long time. Um, although I will say as much as it seems kind of normal and it hasn't changed my life in some ways because I, I work from home and I generally am an introvert. Um, and like with the house sitting I've done, I'm used to doing kind of remote sits where it's me and some animals and that's about it. Um, the thing that does it for me is when I do go, okay, I'm going outside and I feel this like, oh yeah, I've got to get ready to go outside. Yeah. And you know, so I mean, has that like, have you been feeling that? Like, are those those moments where you're like, oh shit, wait, yeah, no, this isn't the way it used to be. Like, when did you last go to a movie, huh? <laughs> um. I don't even know the last time I went to a movie. I remember the last time. This uh, this is another moment. Like, oh yeah, I remember the last time I had a social event, like where I went and met friends out for coffee, and um, yeah. and it was, it was and that day I was like, I don't know if I should be going out, just hanging out today. You know, that was it was, and I think you know I talked to you right before it really got real in New York City. And you had just visited a quarantine center, and it all seemed so foreign to me still then. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I still was in this place that, like, oh, like, I just didn't think that would happen here. Well, like, it's over there, right? How yeah. are things over there, Ryan? Yeah. And I think we talked about that when on the podcast, which you're, for people who are watching this, I talked to Ryan on my podcast at mikeypod.com. It's still the most recent one that's up there right now. Um, and we talked about that sort of, I was calling it arrogance myself, where I was just like, as I was hearing the news for months, I, in my mind, I was like, oh yeah, that doesn't, I didn't realize I was thinking this, but I was, mm -hmm. I just sort of discount like, oh, that diseases don't happen in the United States. Like, but, and yeah. I'm calling myself out right now. Like, that's not a, that I'm not saying like that I'm proud of thinking that way. Um, I guess well, I have changed, right? Like, I have texts between people like from months ago that, like, you know, because like, say, my family was checking in with me here because you know I was kind of like I was no way really on the front lines, but like Vietnam was the shared border with China, and so like when it happened, you know, I was over there, and so yeah. people were like, "Oh, how, how are things going?" Um, and I mean, I have texts where I told people like I was more concerned about the air pollution here than I was the virus. Because at the time, like that was visibly affecting me. And it, you know, it visibly, well, it like affects a lot of people here and leads to a lot of deaths regularly every year and stuff. But obviously it's not shutting down the whole world. <laughs> you know, I mean, if if anything, like it's just, everyone's just kind of been like, yeah, that's whatever, it's, it's our new normal. Like, you know, I mean, so here like wearing a mask is not a big deal. I've been wearing one when I go out for like, probably years now whenever I'm in Vietnam because there's so many scooters and stuff. So I end up with like at the very least like a sore throat or like a stuffy nose just to like go out and walk around. So 
that wasn't a big shift for me. Um, I mean, obviously all these like flight restrictions and stuff and now like social distancing, like, yeah, I haven't gone to a movie in a long time. Um, and restaurants here are doing like takeaway only. And if they do it, there's at least coverage for one where like they're giving it to people by like a fishing rod. So like oh, they wow. take the to-go cup and like put it on the hook and then hand it over to you and like whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. And like, there's photos of the people like here, the big, the big delivery one would be like grab food, which is kind of like Uber eats and whatever all the, I'm sure New York's got a million of them. Um, yeah. And so there's photos of the restaurants that have kind of like emptied out all their tables and chairs and they just have like the designated, you know, little stools that are six feet or like a meter and a half apart. And it's just like the delivery drivers just on their phones with a mask, just waiting for the food. Right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, seeing those, you're like, Oh yeah, things are kind of weird. Um, but then here it's been like, it's been months. So for me, I think along with that, like I'm going outside, uh, um, have you, have you had a reaction to watching any movies or shows where like people are, socially gathering and you're just like no don't you know like don't kiss him he's a stranger he could have it Ugh. yeah yeah and then you gotta check yourself because it's a show <laughs> yeah because it feels the reality has shifted so solidly right yeah that watching even like golden girls <laughs> which i've been watching lately um is weird. Like when you see people just interacting, there's that moment of, oh, wait, no, this is old. This is from the old ways. The before the times. Yeah. I've been calling it. Um, Joel uh, Capolongo says hi, by the way. Uh, where is he chatting to us? Oh, is it? Um, I don't think you can see it. I just, oh, I have I just a special. I just open. Oh, you can? Oh, yeah. Joel's amazing. Strong Hearts Cafe, you know, in. Uh, oh. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Joel is um the one awesome. of the founders. Back in the before times when you know we could hop on planes and stuff, I had like I think I took like four of those egg trick uh muffins or whatever back yeah. to Montreal with me when I left Syracuse. I've I've spent a few few times. Well, Amanda, the one that played with you um oh yeah in New York, she's from Syracuse, so like the first time I went there, I think that was one of the first places she took me. She was like, you have to go to Stronghearts. And I was like, all right. And then the next time I went back, I was like, we have to go to Stronghearts. <laughs> yeah. I need so those good. McMuffin things. Yeah. Um, it's one of my favorite places in the world. Of yeah, the I am. Um, and that's like, again, this is sort of the thing, right? What was, what was the last restaurant you went to? I mean, have you been doing delivery? Like I, I haven't bothered here, but um oh yeah joel is talking about amanda being a friend of it yeah. you can see it we, okay um yeah. yeah the last you know there's <laughs> this is so weird there's a place near me called uh wild ginger no it's ginger house that delivers and i ordered from them maybe a week or so ago um but it's like even that it feels strange right because like you start thinking like it's is the virus going to be on the container? How do I, you know, you know, um, so yeah, but I have been hesitant. I've been cooking at home a lot, which has actually been good. Groceries, mm -hmm. getting groceries is tough. It's um, the whole thing, right? Like, yeah, you got to um, prepare. Yeah. And there's like delivery in New York. There's, you know, 
there already was delivery in New York for groceries. I'm sure there's yeah. not that there's not delivery other places, um, <laughs> but it's hard to get like, there's a whole thing now, like trying to get a spot, like filling up <laughs> multiple carts at different websites and like, like cycling through each one. Like maybe I can get a delivery spot at this one. Nope. Switching through. It's so, become like the ticket master thing, right? Like trying to get tickets for the next big show. And you're like, I got it. I know it's sold out. And now yeah. it's for groceries. Like, yeah. And there's a whole thing like fresh direct is the one that I use in normal times. <laughs> and um, they like, when they release a new day of delivery, it's booked up the minute they release it. Like, I'm still not sure how that's happening. Yeah, um, no, I mean, yeah. I heard, who did I talk to? I talked to someone. Oh God, where was it? I can't remember, but I talked to them. Um, and like toilet paper is still like a rarity where they are, which I thought was a joke. Cause here, like our numbers have been amazing, which didn't prepare me for watching it sort of spread across the West and everything. And when I say West, I mean like Europe into North America, because here, like, I don't know about today, but we went like three, four days now with no cases. There hasn't been a death as of yet at all. Um, and we're at, I think like 268 positive cases out of a country of 95 million. Wait, um, how many positive cases? 268. That's it. Like overall, not today or like this afternoon, just everything. Um, wow. Yeah. So that did not prepare me to see, you know, it hit like Iran and then where's my hand? Okay. And then Italy and then like to have the UK go, all right, we're just going to do herd immunity and then go, oh no, wait you know, our prime minister is sick now and lots of people and blah. And then to have it go, oh, hey, now it's in Canada. Okay, now it's a big deal. And to have it hit the States and then be like, all right, even though the president says it's not a big deal, it is. And now here we are, like, you know, the numbers are just shocking me everywhere because my home province is half a million people. Physically, it's bigger than Vietnam, but it started in maybe last month and they're already like, they've already got more cases than Vietnam does. Like they had a funeral parlor that had two funerals before all this social distancing. Yeah. And those two funerals led to like a hundred, 150 cases, um, which just blew the numbers out of the water. Like they've been doing way better now, but it just like for me, cause I was, you know, that's where all my family is like for me here. I mean, I obviously I want the world to be okay, but for, like in Vietnam, I have a few people that I know that are all thankfully safe. Generally, the country is safe. But once it hit home, I was like, oh, and then to talk to people at home who kind of, like you said, like initially had that attitude of like, oh, yeah, whatever. It's a problem for over there to try and convince my parents, and my grandparents, like you're grounded, stay home and be like, this has to be serious. Like, how how has it been for you? Like, I mean, I'm guessing now, like everyone knows no messing around like are people yeah, complying in your life wait say that last thing again like are people complying that you know like within your life yeah like everyone i know is complying um there have been some i'm sure you've seen these too like people yeah. on with, the, with all the uh i still can't think of the word but i was trying to think of it before saying it's a hoax Yep. You know, there's, I've been like blanket unfriending people and not getting into it with them. Um, yep. But like people I know 
I can't think of anybody that's not taking it seriously. Yeah. Now, has um, that shifted, like, over the last while? Because, I mean, obviously the numbers have become really serious in New York <laughs> City. Or, like, do you feel like kind of from the beginning people were like, okay, we're going to um, do this? I, I, I think it took me till when, I think the weekend before the schools officially closed, <clears throat> um, that's when I was like, oh, and I think I was a little late to taking it seriously. Okay. Um, for most of the people I knew. <clears throat> um, but when it got serious in New York, like it got serious. Everyone was like, oh shit. Yeah. This is fucking scary. I, um, I mean, I like, I don't, I've got a few friends in New York, but I've definitely heard some stories. I mean, like for me here, like the city still hasn't quieted down, but relative to what it should be, it is quiet. Like I feel like, when I came here at the beginning of March, I felt like it was still like the big like New Year's holiday because the airport was quiet and getting here was super easy. Like traffic wasn't a problem. And I mean, I've heard, you know, we've seen pictures of lots of places around the world that are quiet. But like to think of New York sleeping, like New York City isn't supposed to sleep. I mean, yeah. they're going to have to change the slogan, right? Like <laughs> whenever tourism is a thing again, they'll need to redo it. <clears throat> yeah. And the 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 fact that all the theaters are closed is heavy now you know, do you mean when you say i'm going to say it wrong apparently my newfoundland accent comes out when i say theater um <laughs> do you mean like broadway or are you talking like going to see a movie all of it like okay <laughs> yeah 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 um all of it but it's broadway has never closed like i think i would have to look it up but after 9-11, I, th- I feel like it closed for a few days. Yeah. And that but was now... never. And now it's closed, I mean, really indefinitely. Like, they're, I think they're saying, like, June 7th, they're going to revisit opening it again. Yeah. And I have to remember that date because it's my birthday, just in case anybody wants to send a gift. Um, yeah. <laughs> you got your Venmo to add down in the bottom here. <laughs> right? My, my oh my Amazon wish list, which wouldn't be a great idea. No. <laughs> um, yeah, like that's weird, and and I'm a performer too. And you know, when you think about musicians, I teach a lot, so that yeah. is going to keep me going as for as long as my students can keep paying for piano lessons. Mm-hmm. But people who are like work in theater, a lot of theater people in New York City are just like, boom, that's it, no yeah. work. And I was, I on the, I have a new show that I'm supposed to be writing <laughs> that's that was gonna be about a trip I was gonna be taking to India. So now there's this like, well, when will I be able to go to India? Will the theater still be able to be open that I was gonna do the show? <laughs> you know, like there's so many sudden like. And then what what does that mean for live performance? Like when like nobody knows like that there's not even a question to ask. It seems so yeah worldly. Like, and I mean like at home, like a lot of my friends are musicians <clears throat> or they're involved in the, the performance industry. And the bad thing at home, I mean, maybe at least say in the southern states and everything, it's not quite the same, but at home, like winter, you know, the end was coming for winter. So this was when you spent all your winter preparing your new album or whatever, planning your tour, 
getting ready for your big like release tour to make a bit of money, you know, like the summer is when you would make your money on the road because you don't want to be touring in the winter in Canada. And now, you know, I have friends that like were ready to release albums or whatever. And suddenly they're like, all right, uh, all my gigs just got canceled or like, you know, I had a tour booked in Europe and stuff with flights and everything. And like, I mean, you know, as, as a performer, you know, it's not like you're riding on a large bank account that like, yeah, oh, this is going to net me a lot of money, no risk whatsoever. Like you're going into it probably broke or looking at maybe losing money, but it's an investment in theory. And so to have the bottom fall out of it, not to mention like all these people involved with it. I mean, on a small scale, maybe it's just you and your buddies in the van, but on bigger scales, I mean, I know people that are involved in lights and like stage production and like all of that, that now, you know, that's just gone. And it's like, when is it going to start up again? Don't know. And it's not like you can flick the switch on that. I mean, they can't just decide, okay, the next Sean Mendez tour is going to happen uh, next month. Everything's rebooked. We're all good to go. Yeah. Right? Like it takes a long time. Yeah, and that's when, I mean, I feel like that type of thing is going to happen, and this is just a guess, when there's a vaccine. You know, like, yeah. before then, is anyone going to want to go sit in a theater next to somebody? Yeah, I mean, like, Coachella was supposed to happen, right? And they canceled that, along oh, with, yeah. obviously, like, most big shows. But I was watching, a, like, Radiohead put out, um, they started putting out, like, previous concert recordings. And I watched a bit from like Lollapalooza in Berlin and I was just like, huh, huh, look at all those people. Huh. What are they doing? Yeah, I'm like, they're probably not even washing their hands frequently. Like, where is the nearest hand wash station? Like, don't yeah. they know? Didn't they get the memo? And then it's like, oh, no, wait, a while ago, that was okay. I mean, yeah. it was no big deal. Um, I had to pause and say that uh, I guess our friend, or, or I'm not sure if you know her, but uh, Chelsea is surprised that we know each other. Apparently, she um, she does yoga to one of your songs. Oh, what? Oh, that's <laughs> she's, crazy. She's based in Australia. I actually interviewed her as well, so she'll be part of these sessions. Um, but we originally met in Winnipeg. And so somehow, as a New York performer, she, she knows you as well. So your music's getting some play in Australia. Uh, I love just like she's she must be the one person that listens every six months on Spotify to my music. <laughs> Yay! Thanks, Chelsea. <laughs> it's it's so strange because given like how we connected and the randomness of that, um, Chelsea. I actually I told a friend in the last session that uh, Michael and I first met randomly at like an ice cream shop in New York when I was giving away copies of the magazine. And you just happened to be there. Um, and then we kind of stayed in touch and we've since crossed paths. Oh, and now Amanda Rogers has joined us as well. Another yeah. another friend of random connections and everything. Um, we should mention Solange here too. Yeah, I was gonna say also said that she's not gonna do anything or sorry, they aren't gonna do anything until there's a vaccine, which I feel, I mean, yeah, that's sort of what we're aiming for, but I mean, I don't know what the latest count is, but I was always hearing like 12 to 18 months at least. And then, yeah. I mean, you know, that depends on who has access to it because obviously, especially say in the States, there's issues of access. So um, I don't know. It's, it's a weird and interesting time. That's probably going to take a lot longer than all of us want it to. Yeah. 
Um, another another notable thing got canceled today. I don't know if you heard that New York City Pride Parade got canceled today. I mean, I I guess I'm not surprised. Like, yeah, it bothers me for Pride to be canceled. But when was it supposed to be? I can't remember. I think was it's it? typically the third or fourth Sunday of June. Yeah, and I mean, uh, even though that's like two months away, it still kind of seems like too soon. Yeah, it's um last year was the fiftieth anniversary. Wow. Did it did it originate in New York? I mean, I feel like that's where the history of it is, isn't it? Yeah, I think Yeah. I now I'm suddenly like I know I, I think it's an offshoot of the Stonewall Rebellion. Yeah, which was like in New York City, I think. Yeah, in in yeah. the village. Okay. In nineteen sixty nine, I think. That sounds okay. great. Yeah. Joel's saying um Joel's saying that 18 months is optimistic. Um, yeah, I think so. I heard at least one, they actually even skipped animal oh, testing and they're going straight to human trials. Because um, I mean, the thing is like, obviously everyone wants a vaccine, but like if we don't test it and make sure, I mean, not in terms of animal testing, but if we don't make sure it's safe, like then if we go and put it out in the population, we create a whole other right. bunch of issues, right? So I don't know. I mean, it's like, there's so many people I know a lot of people are thinking frontline workers and everything. And obviously like there's, you know, just a long list of people out there that are doing stuff. But I think um, I am checking myself actually, because I haven't really added scientists and researchers to that. Cause I mean, there are lots of people <laughs> working to try and figure this out. And it's not like there's a lot to fall back on. Cause you know, this is why there's so many unknowns. Cause it's like, this is a new thing. And, it, I mean, it didn't surprise us. Lots of people were talking about it, saying it was going to happen. But, like, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's going to be done before we go back to, like, whatever normal was. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're going to have a new – not normal isn't coming back. No. And, I mean, that's, <laughs> like, I think I'm I'm trying to be optimistic about that. Like, I do – I'm hoping that the next issue we'll talk about, like, what our new normal could be. Like, because I feel like there have been some – good things to come out of this. I mean, in no way did I want the good things to happen because of this. Like, this is not the cost I would want for say, like the universal healthcare to become a bigger conversation in the States or like things like student loan payments being forgiven. Cause I think in Canada they did that or basic income being talked about. Like, this is not the avenue I wanted history to take to get to where these are like bigger things, but I feel like now they have a bit more weight and maybe hopefully more people are like, oh shit, you know, those weird lefties with their huggy community ideas. Maybe, maybe there's a point. <laughs> yeah. Well, it you know. just really like underscores a lot of why it's like, it was, it, it was hard, I think for rich people to understand why it was important to make sure in America that yeah. everyone could have healthcare. And now yeah. it's kind of unavoidable. Like the, unavoidable to see like why it's important to take care of everyone so we can all everyone can be healthy yeah and those people can you know keep your cars fueled and your groceries stocked and everything else because i mean maybe the uber rich don't have to deal with the you know the the basic workers of the world but for i think this is definitely highlighted who you know is really important in sort of the the capitalist economy and everything and yeah. Um, on a side note, did you uh, did you see the shit that David Geffen got into? Because he 
No. Posted, oh, he posted about socially isolating and he was on a yacht, like a super yacht out in the ocean. Oh, come on. And he posted it on Instagram and people were like, dude, read the room. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, people are like, say, in a small New York apartment, like dealing with, say, a couple roommates or something. And this guy's like, I'm doing my part, my part to socially isolate. And he's probably yeah. in like the yeah. Bahamas or whatever. I think he actually shut his Instagram account down because he got got too much flack i am not going to shed a tear for that though that's yeah i think he's totally gonna, fine he's gonna make it yeah um amanda says by the way that we don't want the new normal or the old normal again um which i totally agree with um so i i totally diverted from the questions here um i'm hopefully i'm not like not side or not uh distracting you from it because i sent them to you in advance to prepare you and now i'm like i'm so i'm so like hardcore i didn't I barely looked at him. I like to take it just as it comes. I don't even right, cool. <laughs> how are you? How are you doing with being on the other side of the interview, though? Um, I like it. I like being interviewed. It makes me feel <laughs> makes me feel like I matter. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you totally. If there's anything that this proves, you do matter. Look at how many people are coming up here and saying that they know you and oh yeah, your music and stuff. I think that's awesome. I've done, yeah. like I told you before we went live, I've done lots of these and had crickets. Yeah. <laughs> and now there's people like, oh my God, I know Michael, I know Ryan, so this is awesome. I yeah. personally, this is like, this is what I wanted out of these chats. I mean, not to like promote your music. I mean, that's cool too, but just to like have people connect and apparently yeah. we've made a lot of connections around the world. Yeah. It's um. There's a thing I want to throw out. Sorry, before you get to the questions, this may be part of them. Have you seen, I mean, cause I've been really fixated on these protests that are coming up in the United States, people demanding that their state opens back up. And there was one in, was it Pennsylvania today? Like, I know Michigan's had a couple, I think. Everyone was just crammed together at this huge rally. Few people had on masks. Trump flags everywhere. I saw one that said ban or stop homo marriage. Like, it's like, yeah, I mean, that's the problem. Um, but uh, is that happening everywhere in other countries? You, is it? You don't want to know. It's not, is it? <laughs> um, so I talked I talked with someone else about this. It might have been Sean from the Fat K Vegan, maybe. Um I think there is um there's I think there's definitely a cultural thing. Like I don't want to stereotype. If you disagree with me, you can totally feel free. But I have a feeling I'm gonna agree with whatever you're about to say. So from the outside for me, like the states there's very much that like, you know, the freedom and like, it's very much sort of an individual mindset. Like you have the ability to do this. You will carry a gun if you want to. It's your freedom of speech. Like it doesn't matter if it hurts somebody else, whatever. I mean, I know you personally do not yeah, yeah. subscribe to that, but the general sort of whatever guiding light of, of the United States of America seems to be like, we have our freedom. And we will use it and you know be patriotic to the flag and like if anyone questions it well fuck them um whereas say like in vietnam for some reasons that i can't get into because i can't criticize uh, the government um there is definitely more of a like community 
and culturally, like within Asia, there's very much more a focus on the community and the family versus the individual. Mm -hmm. So I feel like a part of what happened here, and plus there's obviously the history of like, you know, SARS was kind of big here and H1N1, and then the Vietnam War was not that long ago. Um, like there are still people that, you know, have that, like they know what it was like to be in poverty and, you know, people dying and everything. So to have this sort of thing kick in when the government said, look, like we are fighting this together. This is a common enemy, whatever. There, I mean, there are people not listening, but there aren't like protests out in the street partially because they can't. Um, but I feel like more people were like, yes, like for the community, we'll do this together, whatever. Whereas in the States, it becomes a matter of fuck you. You can't tell me to stay inside. And plus, I mean, there's also the fact that like the economy is a big driver. I mean, lots of people are like, what a paycheck away from being broke. Right. So, you know, I mean, part of why a lot of people get into power isn't because their views on, uh, you know, gay rights or whatever. It's just, what are they going to do for the economy? I mean, we've had people in Canada that got voted in a province because they were offering like beer for a dollar. And that was one of their campaign slogans. Yeah. They didn't do it. They ended up not being able to do it. Surprise. But like, <laughs> that was it. And meanwhile, you know, they've come in and they've been like cutting healthcare and art programs and all that stuff. But Hey, people were maybe going to be able to get beer for a dollar. So I wasn't super surprised about the protests in the States. Like there have been some in Canada, in Vancouver, there are some people out protesting uh, social distancing, but it's not like, you know, from what I saw, it was like a dozen people versus like, you know, a cavalcade of cars and armed individuals with flags and stuff. It's just like a few people who, you know, are also talking about how 5G towers are the reason why this is spreading and whatever, like they're deep yeah. into it. They're yeah. invested in like, you know, anti-government, whatever. So yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's probably not totally just the States thing, but the media, the press about protests is definitely mainly focused in the States. Like, I don't know. So that's actually why I've been asking people like the last couple of interviews I've been asking, like, are people generally complying with it? Like, do you feel like the community around you is listening or are they like literally up in arms? <laughs> you yeah, know? For the most part, like people are at least, there's a lot of still like people hanging out in parks in New York. Yeah. That aren't quite getting there. They're not quite getting it right. Yeah. And I think they think they're doing it. I think they're like, well, we're, you know, like, I don't see anyone like blatantly defying the yeah. distancing. But I mean, I don't go out very much, so I wouldn't see them. Yeah. And I know like there are people say, you know, who were like, I saw someone was renting their dog so people could go out for a walk with their dogs, which I'm like, I know that's a loophole in the rule, but like, the whole purpose of these restrictions is to kind of limit people from going out. Um, apparently in Australia, or at least Chelsea's part of Australia, uh, they just reopened some of the beaches. Um, I know, I think Florida was getting a lot of flack in the beginning, right? Because spring break was happening. Yeah. And they refused to shut stuff down. I've seen a lot of uh, jokes about like Jaws and Amity Beach and, <laughs> you know, being like, no, it's okay. We'll keep the beaches open. Everything's fine. Yeah. Harrison. Um, so Amanda said she saw neighbors walking dogs uh, and stopping to chat and pet petting each other's dogs. Yeah. I mean, this is 
I don't know. I mean, I had to like, I had to push with my family in the beginning because I think they were just kind of like, eh. My dad was still going out, like to go grocery shopping or whatever. And my mom has some like my like some health issues, so she's more concerned. But um, you know, again, it was that attitude of like, this has never really happened. So why would now be the time? And I think we're all still. I feel like maybe us talking about this has kind of made you sort of be like, oh shit, things have changed. And like, you know, because in some ways I feel like because it's been so slow, sort of, it's not this not as dramatic as like a Bruce Willis apocalypse movie with like an asteroid coming towards us. It's like, oh, it's like a long progressive change in our world. That is really weird and radical, but like it's kind of slow. So yeah, like, oh, I guess I won't go to a movie now. Eh. But that's what's funny, right? Because that I, when I think of that first weekend when I realized, like when the when the schools closed for me, that was like, oh whoa, when um, was that? This was, I think this is the fifth week. Okay, of me teaching at home. Yeah, because here yeah. it started in like January. Like they're actually they started opening some schools in the country like this week. But they've been closed since January. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So it seemed fast then, but now you saying that it's moving slow kind of fits for how I'm feeling, but also yeah. makes me feel really nervous. Like, what's coming? Like I I'm really ignorant of how like um money stuff works and how the economy works and all that kind of stuff. But I feel like the United States has got it's not going to be good, right? Like, I, I, I'm no genius. This is um, this is a funny thing. Like Amanda and um, a couple people have mentioned mental health um in the chat, and I think this is a big part of it. Like, even when like this ends, and they're like, "Okay, green light, we're all good." Like, the mental health sort of long tail of this is going to be really rough, along with the economic tail. I mean, I'm more concerned about the mental health. Obviously, that they kind of feed into each other. Um, but yeah, I mean, a part of like when it sort of initially was spreading in the West for me, like I was writing about how like it was bad, like it was scaring the hell out of me because my comparison was Vietnam and there was like no cases. Like I can go out to the morning markets here and you know there are less people yes but like people are the old people are still playing backgammon in the street in the mornings and like drinking their coffee and stuff and i'm frustrated because i'm like what the hell did you not get the memo yeah. but relative to our cases it is pretty safe so when i saw this hitting like all these different places and i'm not sure what i've said here because i just finished another session a minute ago so I'm, i feel like i'm repeating myself but i don't know um but like to see it say hit like Iran and then Italy and then, you know, spreading across Europe. And then when it got to Canada and the States and it just seemed to go like, and I was like, oh my God, like the government really fucked this up. Like I'm freaking out here. Like I'm scared for my home province and stuff. But then on the other side, I also don't want to like freak everybody out at home. So like to have you ask me like, oh, is this going to be bad? I'm kind of like, uh, no, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure. Like, you know, I mean, the thing is, like, it is. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's bad. Like, it's a global 
thing. I mean, everybody I talk to is dealing with it in some way. Everyone I've talked to so far, you're the 10th or 11th person to talk about what are the rules there. It's all the same. Like everyone's staying inside as much as they can. Restaurants are shut down, you know, borders are closed, et cetera, et cetera. And like, it's all, everyone's just talking about it casually because it's, it's just normal, which is so strange and like, yeah, not good. Um, and I mean, in some ways, like, you know, and then there's the fact that like, um, uh, like someone said in the chat, like, it's not, this isn't going to end in a week. And for me, it was weird because like I said, we've been dealing with it from like January and when it started in Canada, really, like the first case in Canada was in January, same in the States and the UK, but no one really started kind of like dealing with things until March. And like a week or two into it, the media was already like, when is this going to end? Like, when can we go out and everything? And I'm over here like, it's been fucking months for yeah. Southeast Asia and Asia. Like, what are you talking about? And I mean, I get it, obviously, you know, from mental health and from the economy and everything, like people want out, but in terms of like the goal of doing this and what's needed to be done, you can't, despite what some leaders might say, you can't just be like, all right, let's start everything up again and go. Cause <clears throat> I mean, you know, for one thing, yeah. we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, there are cases in South Korea of people that were cleared and had been infected and were better. And now they're infected again. What does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. It, and the, the mental health, perspective and the Americans freaking out perspective both are kind of terrifying you know like that rally that big rally I saw today with so many hundreds of people it completely ignoring the idea of social distancing after like it's how long has it been in PA like three weeks and they're already out in the streets with guns like yeah and you know and I'm like kind of monitoring myself and how I feel like I'm trying to really push myself to go outside now because I don't want to go outside. Like I feel unsafe going outside. Yeah. Like, and if we're doing this for a year, 18 months, where are we all going to be emotionally? Like, yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah. Cause I mean, like as much as we have the benefit of being able to do this, and like, this is part of why I wanted to do this was to be able to like, hopefully have people feel some sort of connection. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't compare to being able to like hug somebody or, you know, share a meal at a restaurant or like whatever, like just those basic things, right? It's, I mean, it's helpful and it could be worse. I mean, if this happened, like if you think back to some of the bigger like pandemics and stuff, I mean, when people would have what had to write like a letter to their loved ones to be like, how are you in this other city? And by the time they get it back, maybe someone's died. Like, yeah, at least we have this, <clears throat> but I mean, yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to be doing this for years. And I'm an introvert. Like I've been, <laughs> I've been done, I've done like three month long house sits where all I saw was like deer and like raccoons. So, you know, still I'm like, yeah, it would be nice to go out to like, a restaurant and share a meal with somebody and yeah see how they're doing and then hug when it's over like you know i mean i like i have a partner but i also we were both actually saying we were kind of curious about like the dating scene and everything because i mean tinder must just be like nothing but it also must be kind of nice because now everyone's like well we're going to talk for a while 
Like yeah. we're going to really get to know each other before we even sit like six feet apart. <laughs> so yeah. there's like, I mean, I'm sure there's still like a hookup culture. Cause I mean, you know, there's lots of things that didn't stop that, but I feel, I feel like dating has definitely changed drastically in this new normal along with obviously everything else. Like, can you imagine, like, I've been thinking about a way to word this in terms of like a new horror movie, like a COVID-19 reboot of a horror movie would be like, first date, dinner and a movie. Like, how does that make you feel now to think about going to dinner and a movie with someone that you've never met before? Oh yeah. Sitting next to them and sharing food, like. It freaks me out to think of doing that with someone I have met before. <laughs> yeah and so strange i'm just um like another thing i wrote um on medium that one of my concerns is because like i feel like a lot of these same people that are protesting are probably happy about the border closures and stuff because i mean so many of us have been pushing to you know don't build that wall like allow immigrants and refugees and stuff and now like for me Whenever I've heard about a border closure, even at home, I was like, yeah, it should have been fucking done like three months ago. So, and I'm like, yeah. what happened to me? Like, that's not what I want the world to be yeah. like. But right now it's a necessity. But what's going to happen down the road? Like, you know, are we all going to have to push and be like, look, you know, the health people are saying it's fine. Open the borders again. Are some leaders going to be like, oh, we're going to you know, this is what I wanted anyway. So let's just keep this like flight restrictions yeah. and whatever and be like, oh, it's for safety, like COVID-19, you know, like there's some stuff that like, I think we gain because of this, um, like conversations on basic income and universal health and everything. But there's some stuff, obviously, like some freedoms that we've lost that, you know, we're going to have to fight for again, like hopefully, but another rambling thing I'm supposed to be asking you questions. <laughs> this happened. Um, this happened on the podcast too. Yeah, both of them. Both of like I do it too. Yeah, sorry. Amanda's talking about um trying to distract her toddler. Um, mm. Oh yeah, knowing that the weather is nice. Um, I was good. I have talked to a couple families actually during these sessions, but um, I don't think any of them had like babies. So I also wanted to know like how they've explained it to their kids because. I mean, even like trying to explain it, you know, to some adults, obviously with the protests and everything is hard. So trying to explain to kids like, okay, you can't go and see your friends or there's no school today or this week or this month. Like, you know, it's, it's been interesting to hear like how they're dealing with it. I mean, obviously a lot of kids uh, are kind of accepting of it, but they're getting super restless. Um, and it's been a big shift for families. So Amanda, I can imagine that, um, that it's been kind of tough. Um, Cause actually, Amanda, this is like, so this is, yeah, for the taller, so this would have been your newborn, yeah. So, I mean, Amanda's like a new mom, relatively speaking. And um, this is an interesting time <laughs> to be going through such things. Yeah. Um, um, Amanda, I hope that like a lot of your family and everything are able to support you somehow, I guess, while still social distancing. And side note, Amanda, I would love to have a session with you to talk more about this if you're interested. Um, and Chelsea said we have a mental well-being support service called Beyond Blue. Um, wow, so they've even been trying to support people like small business owners and stuff because obviously, 
yeah, that's another thing. That's part of why I've asked you delivery and stuff because, I mean, like, what is because you mentioned sort of being concerned about like packaging and everything. Like, where where do you think you rank in terms of your concern, like your precautions? I mean, like, are you are you wearing the mask? Are you at like the basic mask level, or are you at like hand sanitizer, totally cleaning everything <laughs> before it comes into your apartment, like? On, on a scale of one to like three, three rubber gloves on when you go outside, where would you say you are? Uh, I'm somewhere in the middle, like, and, and it was just, I think last Friday or Saturday that the governor said we needed, like New York needed to wear masks when outside. Like mm -hmm. there's the caveat that, you know, if you're somewhere like in a park where there's no one around and you can maintain strict social distancing, then, um, then that's okay. Just real quick, you're kind of glitching out a little bit. Are you, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, are they finding anybody that isn't being asked about? I, you, I, I only hear like glitchy garbled talk coming from me right now, so I can understand what you're saying. Maybe we can wait it out for a second and see if you come back. Is that is anybody in the chat seeing this too? I can't tell. Oh yeah. Chelsea says you're glitchy too. Oh, I don't even see Chelsea's message. Could everyone see the internet? So my uh, I can't. I don't know if you can hear me, so I'm typing to you too. Um, I can't hear a word. Oh yeah, Solange says you're glitchy too. Now you're totally fro. What? Nope. You're back. Nope. Oh wait, you look like you might be back. Am I? Am I back? Oh yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Can you understand me? Yeah, yeah, you're back. I see, was, I see. That was scary, Ryan. I see no messages. I'm like, I got your message, but I see nothing from anybody else. Oh yeah, Chelsea, it's all, it's all a, it's a hoax. We're, oh, Chelsea, yeah, we're, back. we're back. I think I was right. talking about uh, masks. Measures. Yeah, so I have a little mask that I got. I got a handmade one, and then I have some. Like sort of cheapy medical ones, yeah. But I wear them um, whenever I go outside now. I was gonna ask how like access to masks has been because I mean here, like I said, like they're commonplace. Um, in maybe like February, there was a bit of a run on them, and so it was hard then. But now, like I mean, my partner and I here, we've got like a bunch of them. Um, not that we were like purposely hoarding them, but it's just. We just bought a few different ones. Um, and I know like I was trying to tell my family to wear them and they were just like, where are we going to get them? Like, yeah, it's like that here. Oh no. Supplies. Um, I, have, I have this many. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. And I shared, I had like a, maybe twice this many that I, and I split them with my downstairs neighbors. Um, and then I got like a handmade one from Etsy, a friend of a friend. 
Um, it's got essential oils in it, so it's very calming. Nice. I'm really stressed out. Like I, I'm getting less freaked out, but that like putting on a mask to go outside is one of the things that really gets me kind of yeah. maxed out on like, oh, this is really going on. Have you um see because for me, like uh I mean it's not it wasn't so bad here, but when I had to deal with uh burning season last year in Chiang Mai, Thailand, like northern Thailand and sort of the surrounding areas and a few other countries, um, during the dry season, they start to burn all the fields, like to clear away for new crops. And they also burn the undergrowth in a lot of the, the hilltops to grow certain kinds of mushrooms. Mm -hmm. And so um, along with like the general pollution and everything, it leads to just like this certain period, like I think from like February to April, that's just terrible. Like Chiang Mai right now is regularly like the worst air in the world. Um, and so last year I was there and it was really bad, but it got to the point where like some nights I actually went to bed with a mask on because I had been waking up in the morning with a sore throat and a stuffy nose. And like, if I went outside at all, like I had the, the main door, like I had a blanket underneath the door frame to try and like keep the air from leaking oh, wow. in. Um, and so like, if I went out at all, like it was mask on, even if it was just to like, let the dogs out to pee and I'd bring the dogs in with me as much as I could. Um, but it was so strange because like it's the air, like there's nothing you could do about it. So you just, you'd feel like you were suffocating. So wearing a mask to me has just become like par for the course. Um, but I can, yeah, the essential oils thing is kind of neat. I'm wondering is, is marijuana legal in New York now? It is, isn't it? No, I don't think so. No, really? Yeah. People act like it is like, People smoke it everywhere, but I don't think it's officially legal. But honestly, I don't know because I don't. I'm totally sober, so I don't. Okay, yeah. Think it's likely that I never would even notice. I'm just <laughs> wondering if like Colorado or Oregon are start kind of doing something with like just lacing the masks with. I mean, I don't. Is that? I would think you could maybe. I don't. Um, I. We're. I, this is a terrible question to ask you. If, you're sober and I've never even tried it. So I don't even know if it would work. I feel like if you were inhaling it, maybe it might help. Yeah, I don't know. Um, this is what happens when we go off of the, the question list. We yeah, I don't think this is one of the questions on the list you sent me, Ryan. No, not at all. I wasn't supposed to ask about that either bit. Um, what I am supposed to ask is, uh, although I feel like we kind of touched on it, um, totally professional now, except I'm looking at my notes. How have these measures impacted your loved ones and you? And how are you coping with the situation overall? Um, it's terrible. <laughs> you know, like, I guess, like, I guess we have talked a lot about how it's effective. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to do the questions, man. No, no, I'm trying, like, specifically, like, um, I'm in a relationship. And that's, like, we live in separate places. Oh, yeah. Um, so I kind of hate saying it because that's not officially social distancing, but I drive over there. My neighbor loans me her car and every couple of weeks I go visit them. Um, it's like the whole thing is just so weird. You know what I mean? Cause I'm like, both of us are very like strict about social distancing otherwise. Yeah. Um, but it's weird to be quarantined and then quarantined with someone else and then back to being quarantined. Like, it's a, it's challenging. Yeah. I um well when I first got here in March March my partner was here 
And so, I mean, I had been gone for a month or two, so it was just kind of like, all right, if one of us has it, the other one's going to get it. Like, there's no way we're not like, you know, being around each other. Um, and so it was like the first, I think she left like the end of March to go back to her hometown for a bit. So that whole month was just kind of like the two of us. We were being pretty relaxed and things like we were going out to the market in the morning and whatever. Um, but for the most part, it was just the two of us. And so that was okay. Uh, but then she left uh, just before April started and they started a lockdown here. Um, and she took the bus and she knew the lockdown was happening. I wasn't allowed on the bus because they weren't allowing foreigners that had arrived after like February 20th. Um, so I had to stay here. Now the lockdown's been extended until like this Wednesday, probably another week. Um, so I can't go see her. And she like, she worked at an arrangement with like a friend of a friend where there was a truck driver that could maybe take me, but he might not know English. And like, there's checkpoints on the edge of the city, like, cause Ho Chi Minh city is considered one of the, like the key spots. Like, I mean, our cases have been small. I think it's like 50 cases or something in the whole city. Um, but we're like one of the centers. So I, she was like, Hey, well you can do this and then you can come to the house. But like her mom's there and like a bunch of other family members. And so I felt kind of uncomfortable with that. Cause I was like, well, what about if I have it or I bring it there? Um, but on top of that, the idea of getting in a truck with some random guy who might not speak English and then possibly having to deal with the police at like one checkpoint or maybe multiple checkpoints when we're supposed to be like only going out for like medical or work or groceries mm -hmm. um, and me being a foreigner and the attitude here has shifted a bit. Like there have been incidents of foreigners getting kicked out of hotels or restaurants denying them service or whatever, even though statistically it's way more Vietnamese people have brought it in like from coming back home. But you know, like it's a virus from the outside, right? Like, like, like we yeah. said before, it's from somewhere else. So of course, like automatically when someone sees me, they know I didn't come from here. Like I came from outside they don't know how long I've been here. I mean, I've been here for over a month. So like if I got it is from someone in Vietnam. Um, but so just all of that added up and I was like, I do not want to like kind of try and smuggle myself across checkpoints and borders with a guy I don't know to maybe get like pulled out of the van and fined or like, you know, told I can't leave the city and then suddenly I have to try and get back because public transit shut down. And oh, yeah. I just like, I was like, so, I mean, I love you and I miss you, but I'm not going to risk like imprisonment or fines or, you know, having some cop require me to bribe them. Just, you know, I'm like, we'll see each other at some point. Like, I mean, things are going well here. We haven't had a case in like four days or something. So maybe tomorrow they'll lift it. I don't know. I don't know if I'll be able to get on the bus still. They might still have that policy of no foreigners, which to say it seems so strange, right? Like it just, yeah, so many levels are wrong in it. But when she told me that originally, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And it's weird because every part of me is against that idea of discrimination and stuff. But now I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, okay. Oh, it's so it's funny what different positions you and I are in. You know, when I first talked to you about it was maybe six weeks ago. Yeah, I think so. Ago. And I was like five what? years ago. Yeah. But I was like, what's it like with the virus going on? Like, to me, it was this weird 
like crazy faraway thing that you had this experience with. And it was at the time. Yeah. Now, like how many cases did you say? Like you haven't had, a, there hasn't been a new case in Vietnam or in the city? Vietnam. In Vietnam for four days. Yep. We have like thousands, tens of thousands. We also, we haven't had a single reported death either. Wow. Yeah, yeah. now we got a total shit show. Yeah. And I mean, I'm going to like, it's not, it's not just New York city. Like everyone yeah. I've talked to is telling me their stats and I'm like trying to hold back a like, like just total shock. Cause I mean, the normal is that people are like, yeah, well we've only had like so many people die and so many people are infected. And I'm just like, okay. And I mean, I know like, you know, down the road when there's a vaccine and everything, this will still probably be an issue. Like, I mean, it, it may very much be a thing that just kind of continues to be part of our lives. We yeah. just happen to be here at the beginning of it when it's like, holy shit, what do we do with this? Like, we've never been exposed to it before. And I mean, people are still probably going to die from this like years down the road. It's mm -hmm. just ideally the numbers will not be what they are now. But yeah, it's, it's strange. Many things have changed. And all over the world but again to kind of try and take a positive note of it it's been interesting to see that like everybody is dealing with it and trying to cope with like this you know self-isolation I, I can never say that word for some reason <laughs> self-isolation um and all that sort of stuff but um do you it, like yeah i mean i guess maybe you would much rather be with your partner than having to do this split thing. But I know some relationships have probably been a little more strained because of this, you know, together all the time. Like I've heard, actually, I've heard some funny stories about people who like discovered what their partner was like at work now, because you don't know, right? Like your partner goes away for eight or nine hours and comes home and maybe complains to you about the boss or whatever. But if everyone's suddenly working from home and there were these funny stories of people who were like, so it turns out my partner of 10 years is one of those like, we'll circle back to that later, guys. <laughs> and, you know, or it's like, it turns out that my wife is actually a real badass at the office. Like she doesn't take shit. And, you know, meanwhile at home, she's pretty meek and mild. And so I find that interesting that like, you know, there's this big part of people's lives that, you know, suddenly you're being exposed to and you're seeing like this whole new side that, you may not know. Um, anyway, yeah, Amanda just said love in the time of COVID, which I think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, is very much, I mean, so not getting back exactly to the questions, but I mean, has this, uh, do you think you're going to get anything out of this, like creatively, musically, or, I mean, there's, there's some stuff here, man. I don't know if it's super happy stuff, but. Um, you know, like it's slowly unfolding, you know, like, I was already in a weird sort of kind of frustrating position with being creative. Yeah. Um, and then it got worse <laughs> when all this happened. And there was this, you know, this sort of feeling of like, well, why would I, like, what, like, who cares about anything? Like, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying like you should, like, yeah, no, but I'm just like, curious. But I, I feel like I need to, you know, like these are the things, these are the reasons why art, exists yeah you know, like that's how we get through this kind of stuff like just get through just being human beings 
Um, and it's how I like, I feel depressed when I'm not making stuff. Yeah. Um, I just, I've been, I started doing this random thing, uh, like a quarantine self portrait <laughs> series that oh, I'm doing. Oh, I saw one of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just, I've just been sharing it on Patreon because they're like, I don't know how good these photographs are, but it's like, it was something I could be like, oh, I can do this. I could take a picture and write about mm -hmm. it every day. Um, and I'm slowly but surely like starting to feel moved toward like writing and, I, and you know, and it's kind of cool. I have a friend named Peter who is a, um, he's a solo performer and he produces shows. He hit the ground running with doing shows on Zoom from his apartment. Well, like, I was gonna say, if you're a solo performer, it's, yeah. it's a lot luckier than a whole Broadway production. <laughs> yeah, so like those kind of moments, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens because people are going to still want to be entertained and people are still going to want to be creating. Mm -hmm. So new stuff is going to come out of this. Like that we, I know like all these, all the, whenever the world changes, creativity and art changes to, to go with it. Yeah. I mean, partially out of necessity, like you kind of got to put up with Spotify nowadays, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> but Amanda just said the thing that I was like stumbling, like life, whatever I was saying. She's like, life imitates art, so make beautiful art. That is like, yeah, yeah. I am um, like for me, I know I, I wrote a fair bit. Like, like I said, like when I was watching this kind of like spread, I wrote a bunch of stuff like on Medium and uh, on my website because I had the great timing of trying to put out a book on full time travel and house sitting. Just before oh, yeah. the travel industry fell apart. Um, womp, womp, womp. Yeah, and that was going to be like my big shift, like because the magazine, in all honesty, while well, I was dealing with all this Facebook bullshit, uh, maybe I'm, oh, maybe I'm just going to be shot now because I said that on Facebook. Um, <laughs> but I was dealing with all that stuff, and so I was like, okay, the magazine's kind of just, just stalled. And I was like, all right, I need to like shift to something else because I need to make money, unfortunately. And so that was my big idea. I was like, all right, I'm going to get into travel blogging. And even though I was going to semi-retire with house sitting and kind of spend more time here with my partner, I was like, I'm going to put this book out and everything and, you know, sort of digging through all these travel blogging contexts and stuff and sort of chasing after people. And I, I got some like good PR out of it and sold a couple books, but then everything just went Poof. and suddenly the travel blogging industry, everyone's like, what do we what do we even talk about now? Like, I mean, I always felt it was like a little pretentious to begin with, but now mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, this is not the time to be talking about your big trip to Berlin or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the time that you spent on a beach in Thailand, like, although apparently some people have been like, yeah, I want to like, I want to try and keep some normalcy. Like I want to know that there's good out there and everything. So I don't know. I mean, I shifted to talking about, you know, the pandemic and everything and like the need to kind of be more active and aware of like what's changing and what we need to keep when things end and stuff. And, but it kind of dried up. Like I haven't written stuff for a little while now. And I think that's why I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. And these sessions are like, basically I'm putting half the work on you is really, I'm like, yeah. I'm still being creative, but then on the plus side, you're being creative as well. So look, look at us helping each other be creative and not having to do yeah. all the work and we're helping the world <laughs> and half of the conversation has been about what the people are saying in the chat which is even better so yeah 
taking some pressure no. off. Chelsea just said, I'll take another go-to yoga jam anytime. Yeah. So um, there you go, man. Uh, there's a this uh, there's a track that I recorded when I was recording the Animal album, which my last album, which is what the song Casey is from that mm -hmm. Chelsea mentioned earlier, um, and I just never did anything with it. So I'm gonna release it. I'm gonna release it in May, and it might be a good yoga jam. So stay tuned, Chelsea. A yoga jam. If I was a good like radio DJ, I'd be like, there you go, folks. World exclusive new <laughs> single drop in May. And I'm like, I, I can't do that voice. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, that's okay. Um, so maybe maybe we'll try and wrap this up. Uh, not that not that I'm not having fun. Um, but as I'm looking at my questions and they're like, hey, interview person, finish these. Um, so last but not least, uh, are there any lessons you're going to take from this experience after it's over? Like, well, in some sense. Um. Like anything that's kind of changed in you that you'd like to continue to do from now on? My teaching has changed. I don't know if that's like as um, exciting an answer <laughs> as you might want, but like. And like how? Like, how so? Well, I've always, like, I teach mainly, and mostly the teaching I do is private piano lessons. Mm -hmm. I've always considered myself a pretty, like, hands off teacher that's just like, you know, let them, let the kid lead the way. Mm -hmm. And now that they have to lead the way, you know, like there's only so much I can do yeah. on the Zoom call. Like I'm seeing these kids like really like show up in ways I didn't expect they'd be able to, you know, like really little kids, yeah. like suddenly taking a different type of ownership of their learning. Um, so when I can teach in person again, I'm going to, I'll be making an effort to really like, step back even more you know like still of course be teaching but letting the kids like figure more out on their own yeah awesome i think yeah i think that's a good thing to take away in the midst of all this stuff yeah um, what about i mean in terms of the general world what do you what do you hope comes out of this from this tragedy like um you know i feel like you know there's a, a part of me that I was trying to understand this and put it into words. Like I've never been like rich, like that, that in itself is like kind of a overstatement, oh, understatement. Like <laughs> it's always, I've always been like, you know, like uh, somewhere between total, I don't know. I've never had a lot of money. Yeah. Um, I think you're in good company here. Most of the people talking, yeah. Not to pigeonhole them, but I think we all understand where you're coming from in some regard. Yeah, in some ways, I feel like the more the economy kind of tanks, the more I feel like, oh, I've got this. Like, I know how to do this. Like, you know, like, yeah. like people, like, I don't, I feel like the, for all the money I should have been saving all these years, or, you know, had I chosen a different career path, like, I love saying should have been saving, like, which which money would I be saving? <laughs> but you know, like I I'm not freaking out about that because I'm already I already know how to handle not yeah. having yeah. Um so I, I feel like I, I hope that that sort of feeling of the playing field being leveled. I I may be overstating it even right now. I mean we may be getting to a place where you know 
I don't know if we're gonna have equality at any point soon. I mean, I feel like yeah. I feel like more people now are aware of like the mindset you're in and are facing it. Yeah. And hopefully that'll lead to them being a little nicer and compassionate to other people. Yeah. And, but as we're saying that, I'm like, uh, it's not. But I mean, Jeff Bezos already made like, what, $60 million a few, like last week, because the stock market bumped up a little bit. Yeah. Meanwhile, so, you know, Amazon workers are getting sick and so still perhaps, fighting for wages. Was that being a little idealistic? No, but I mean, that was that was the purpose of that question. I mean, I want to, yeah. you know, ideally end on a hopeful and positive note and all that stuff as much as you can with, uh, yeah. But yeah, well, Solange said um, she worries about workers' retirement plans. And yeah, I mean, it's a big, it's a big thing. Well, that's part of, I don't know how it works in the States, but like in Canada, a lot of pension plans and everything are invested in the stock market. And so having those sorts of shifts does actually reflect that, which I, I don't necessarily think about a lot. I mean, I, just, cause I don't have, I don't have any investments. <laughs> um, yeah, but I did. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, being self-employed makes it different. I mean, I, I wish I had the money to be able to invest in like a retirement plan. I filed my taxes a little while ago and they were like, what did you put in? You know, what did you invest in for your pension plan or whatever? I was like, I didn't, what? No. I didn't have that. I've just been trying to figure out how to pay my credit card off. Well, no, how to pay my minimum credit card payments, not how to pay my credit card off. That's a whole other yeah. off in the distant goal. Um, I mean, I will say that a part of me, I read this morning that apparently uh, in the US, crude oil actually went to a negative value like in the last 24 hours. So it's not even worth anything now. It's now worth like less than zero. Because that, they have, I I don't know how any of that works. As I mentioned before, and I'm still, because we're trying to wrap this up. I'm a, there's so many questions I'm not asking right now for that reason because I know there's no short answer to any of that. No, I mean it's like I it has seriously bad implications, like for sure, um, in terms of big industries and stuff. But I just I'm kind of like okay, hopefully it will help with the push to shift to like, you know, renewable energy and like cleaner stuff and everything. Like, I mean, ultimately I would like to see the oil industry shut down, mm. but I don't think we want it to shut down like overnight. Cause <laughs> right. There's so many drastic things that would happen that would just, you know, it would lead to a pretty serious collapse in a lot of ways. But yeah, that was something weird that I saw today. And I just kind of, I kind of hope that people are like, we need to, fix some shit that lots of folks that have been talking about, you know, that before were like a smaller pocket. So that maybe the changes didn't come quick enough because the powers that be were like, whatever. But now that there's like a bigger voice, it's like, Oh shit. So, okay. Now we have to do these like, you know, like benefit packages and stuff just to kind of keep people afloat. Whereas like a year ago, can you imagine if like the U S government was talking about giving people money? Yeah. Like there would have been hell to pay. I mean, I'm sure some people, I know some people are still complaining and think that no one's going to go back to work and whatever, but I mean, at least it's happening. Yeah. Even not as many people are getting access to it from what I hear, but, um, but yeah, we could definitely talk more about a million things. Um, and as always, it's, it's fun to talk with you. 
And if folks enjoyed this, I recommend checking out uh, the podcast because we had not quite, well, it would be an interesting step back in time to check out the podcast that yeah. we did on a, it's what, MikeyPod.com? Yeah, MikeyPod.com. Yeah, and uh, I think if they sign up to be a patron on your Patreon page, they get access to another one or? Yeah, the original one we did that I left on a creative dusty shelf for too long is now a bonus podcast with him. Yeah, I don't even, I think it was a different world for both of us with that one. I don't yeah, even remember. Before even any, yeah. That was last year, man. COVID like, was just a twinkle in its mother's eye. Oh, <laughs> oh well. But um well thank you so much for sharing your part of the world and giving us an idea of what's going on. Um and I hope I hope things get better. I believe, you know, some folks are reporting that maybe things are turning around in the States, and I hope that's the case. Um and stay safe and you know, hopefully you'll be able to see your partner soon. And I'm sure we'll we'll cross paths again in various ways. Yeah. 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 Thanks so much for asking me to do this. It it was really helpful for me to just officially talk about what's going on. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know I'm on the other side of the world, but if you ever want to do it again, it doesn't have to be out in the world. We can totally chat on the sidelines or I'm game to do another one of these at any point too to talk about whatever. So, you know, you know how to reach me. I'm, yeah, same. We'll I'm, do I'm around when it's late night for you and no one else and everyone else is sleeping. You can send me a message. I'll be awake. Let's live stream. <laughs> Someone will watch it, maybe. Hopefully. Yeah. Who knows? You might have another fan in like Eastern Europe or something that I happen to know too. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> but uh, speaking of that, thanks to everyone else who joined in on the chat. This is actually really fun because like i told you before we started i wasn't sure if anyone was going to say anything um yeah i'm really glad people were involved in the chat thanks everyone yeah because i've been having fun with the sessions but it's just been like me and another person and it's a whole different element to have people chatting as well so hopefully there will be more live streams coming up and uh otherwise i will be posting another session today at some point i posted the first one yesterday um obviously it's a whole different reference in time zones and other places but Whatever. The Tofu page has more sessions and there will be more to come. Uh, thanks so much for Michael to joining me and I will talk to everybody later. Bye.